If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. You know, I, I was really moved by all the tributes to Mike Leach, uh, the Mississippi State head coach, of course, longtime, you know, Texas Tech, Washington State, just a real character in college football, lover of pirates, all of that. And you know, my wife was a, was supposed to uh, to appear at the signing party at the um, the new ReliQuest Bowl because um, her company is one of the sponsors. And, and we noticed that, you know, Mike wasn't there. And of course, now we know that he was in poor health and then did indeed suffer a heart attack and passed uh, just this past week. And, and really, it's going to create, I think, a you know an extra storyline that nobody wanted for this bowl, which will be played. By the way, they're not going to um, you know decide to cancel it. Mississippi State is honoring uh, that goal, and I'm sure they will honor Mike Leach uh, in that bowl game against Illinois. But uh, we get a chance today, among other things, to talk to Matt Baker, the Tampa Bay Times, our college football writer, about Mike, and he's written a really good piece uh, in the Tampa Bay Times and on Tampa Bay dot com on him and his ties to the state of Florida and what might have been uh, had he remained in Key West. Look forward to talking to Matt here in just a moment. But first, I want to remind you guys, if you want to save money on your electric bill, we've got the answer for you. It's May Electric Solar. They're a family-owned and operated business. They've been installing solar electric systems for 12 years. Now, there's a lot of these companies out there, but May Electric Solar is committed to you for the long term. They guarantee their workmanship with a 30-year labor and services warranty. And plus, with every installation, you get $750 worth of surge protection for your appliances. That is the main difference. You won't get that anywhere else. If you visit their Hudson showroom, May Electric displays all their products. They conduct on-site testing. You can see what they're going to install. Plus, they don't use subcontractors, and that's important. All those guys up there working on the roof, that's Billy May's guys, and you know you can count on them. Start saving today. Call the solar energy experts, May Electric Solar, at 727-819-2862. You can schedule a free estimate. Lower your electric bill all year long. Preserve the quality of your life and that of your appliances. That's May Electric Solar. Here's the number, 727-819-2862. All right, best time of the week. Get to talk some college football with Matt Baker of the Tampa Bay Times. And, Matt, some sad news in college football. I I can't remember the outpouring of love for a coach uh, like I've seen this week uh, from Mike Leach, who died of a heart attack, the Mississippi State coached their team getting ready to play in the ReliQuest Bowl here in Tampa against Illinois. You've had some interactions with him, obviously, uh, throughout the years. You wrote a piece about him. I didn't realize his Florida ties, but w- what do you remember? What What are the things that stick out to you about what is really one of the characters of college football? Yeah, thanks for having me on. He, There's no question he was uh, an absolute character that that's that's the best word that i can come up with um you know that mississippi state and illinois had a, a event at ray j uh last week i guess it was getting ready for the the rely quest bowl uh formerly the outback bowl and you know the head coaches were both going to be there and i remember thinking okay what am i gonna what what, what can i tell about this game that's going to be interesting to you the average college football fan in tampa and i'm just like mike leach is going to be there okay well what am i going to ask mike leach 
why don't I ask Mike Leach about what he knows about the history of Tampa Pirates? And like, mm. that was going to be it. That, that was going to be my one question. If you wanted to talk ball or whatever, sure, we could do that. But honestly, I wanted to sit there and wind them up. Uh, Mike, you obviously know about a lot about Pirates. What do you know about Tampa's uh, history of Tampa Bay Pirates? Do you know anything about Jose Gaspar? I'm just going to let him go. And mm. it was going, I don't know what he would have said. And it, it's, you know, he, he wasn't he wasn't there at the time. And it kind of sounded like it might have been a health issue, but, you know, something kind of came up. And obviously, you know, now we, we know that his health was failing. And so I never got that opportunity. But he was just a just a character, you know. And in today's college football, coaches are so cookie cutter to a large degree where they go out of their way to avoid saying anything remotely interesting. Like, I think I've, I've told this story before, but um, when Jim McElwain was the coach at Florida, they, they, they did this thing where they had um, people on the sidelines jump up and down on third downs, waving the sign that says money down. So I remember one time one of us asked him, what, what's the origin of that? Completely innocuous question. The answer to that, to what is the origin of the money down, was not going to be the difference between them beating Tennessee or losing to Tennessee or whoever it was. It's like, yeah, pretty cool, isn't it? He just was not going to go there. A, a completely <laughs> innocuous question. And and that's just the way college football coaches are. They don't want to say anything interesting or that can be yeah. in any way controversial. And Mike Leach did not care at all. You, you, you know, people have asked him about wedding advice, his favorite Halloween candy. If, if you haven't seen the clip uh, when he was at Washington State where somebody asked him, uh, who would win in a fight between all the Pac-12 mascots? Stop right now. Go find it on YouTube because it's sensational. The, the first thing is like, well, first you have to figure out, does this sun devil have any mystical powers? I'm like, well, what? That's something I had never thought of. Would the sun devil have mystical powers? But he's exactly right. And he goes on about, does the, the Utah Ute have a rifle? Because that's a game changer. The USC Trojan, does he have a sword? Does he have a shield? Does he have a bow <laughs> yeah. and arrow? Is he on a horse? Is he not on a horse? And just like the amount of thought he took into some completely ridiculous question, entertaining it with the seriousness that he that you would entertain. Uh, Mike was a, the, what went into the decision to go for it on fourth and three at the thirty five there there at the end. Just spoke to who he was a, as a character. So that's the first thing that college football w- will miss him. Him as the person, and, and he was rough around the edges. He did controversial things. He crossed lines. I'm not going to dispute that. But he was also a character. Um, and then the other thing, like I said, I wrote about it on TampaBay.com and in the Tampa Bay Times, just his impact on the game in the state of Florida. You know, he, he was a Key West guy. He, he lived down there. He had a place down there, lived there for a couple of years. He made an impact on football, not college football, football across the country, and including here in Florida. And just a couple quick examples, um, he, he, you know, he did a really good job as Kentucky's offensive coordinator, so much so, so that... When Bob Stoops got the OU job, he hired Mike Leach to be his offensive coordinator because he hated going up mm. against him. Um, and then Leach gets to OU. Okay, I need a quarterback who's going to run my system. I don't have one here. Goes out and finds a JUCO guy in Utah, I think it was, named Josh Heupel. Now, mm. he, he wow. leaves, uh, Leach leaves before Oklahoma beats Florida State 13-2 to in the national title game. But if Leach isn't there, if Heupel's not there, maybe Florida State has another national title. Um, Josh Heupel is a really good offensive mind. I'm not disputing that, but I think if you, if he was honest and if we were all honest, would he be the head coach? Would he have been the head coach at, at UCF and, and Tennessee if he hadn't had those ties with Oklahoma and gotten that pushed? No, 
Right. Probably not. So that changes a bunch of things. Um, you know, among the, the coaches who have worked under him over the years, Sonny Dykes, um, one of the guys who worked under Sonny Dykes, who, by the way, is in the college football playoff, was Rhett Lashley, who revitalized Miami's offense a couple of years ago. Uh, Art Bryles worked under Mike Leach, and then obviously went and, and, and went to Baylor. And, you know, one of the kind of influences of sorts of, on the Gulf Coast offense that Willie Taggart ran at USF and to great success, and then at Florida State to, to less success, was was Baylor and, and that Art Bryles offense, which was at least influenced by Mike Leach. So you can go on and on. I mean, shoot, on, on Christmas, the Bucks played Cliff Kingsbury, right? Who was, yeah, who was another air raid Mike Leach guy. So mm-hmm. the impact that he had on the sport and in the state cannot be understated. You know, his coaching tree is not as prolific or successful as like Nick Saban's, right? It, it's not. But aside from that, you take his coaching tree and stack it up against Urban Meyer, Mike Leach wins. You talk about just yeah. the influence, the impact that he had on the game. There were not many guys of his generation that come close. That's well said. And, and you know, it seemed like wherever he went, he built a program into a winning, you know, winning endeavor, uh, whether it was Texas Tech, Washington State. He didn't go to, you know, necessarily blue blood schools per se. And then he chooses to go to the SEC and Mississippi State. How surprised were you that, that he did that? Because that, that seemed at that time in his career like something that he didn't need to do, obviously. Well, he didn't need to do it. But I think deep down in his heart of hearts, he wanted to see and know that, or probably more so to prove that his right. system could work in the SEC. Because, mm-hmm. um, yeah, he went to Mississippi State. But it, there was flirtations with him in Tennessee before that. and. Yeah. You know, it, that was when after the Greg Schiano debacle where Tennessee was going to hire him and they didn't, <laughs> right. they had to scramble. And I think their athletic director at the time was on a plane to the West Coast to get Mike Leach and, and, and iron out the details when he was told, uh, hey, we did not authorize you to go out there. Turn your butt around. You're fired. So mm. there's an alternate multiverse out there where Mike Leach was the coach at Tennessee, but I was not surprised he went to Mississippi State. Um, I think he needed to go to a place like that. Um, he was an, he's not for everybody because he would, again, he was controversial. He would he had no filter for better or for worse. And, and there was plenty of good and some bad too. And not every AD, not every president was going to like that. So he had to go to the outpost. And I, I think that's one of the things that jumps out too. I think it was 158 and 107 at Texas Tech which is probably the third worst job in the Big 12 behind Kansas State and, and Iowa State, I would say. At Washington State, which is them and Oregon State are 1-2-2-1 are two, two, in terms of toughest jobs. And then at Mississippi State, which them and Vanderbilt are the two worst jobs in the SEC. Sure. And, and to go 51 games over 500 at those three schools is remarkable. And... and you know, Mike, Mike wasn't sensational at Mississippi State, but I think his first game, he lit up LSU, defending champion, national champion LSU, to prove that it could be done. Um, and then, you know, this year, his team's, what are they, 24th in the country, I think, going into the uh, bowl game against Illinois. Legit chance of only the fifth top 25 finish Mississippi State has had in this century. So he was just a darn good coach, period. And he proved that. By, by the way he jumped around, the jobs he took. And no, he, he didn't win a national title or anything like that. But he didn't have national, he wasn't at national championship programs with national championship players. But he punched right. above his weight class at three really tough jobs, which is very, very, very hard to do. 
I was impressed by the respect he got uh, from other college football coaches. Um, and like you said, plenty of, of guys that uh, he got into the business. The other thing is that for our business and broadcasting more probably um, even so is the number of, of journalists and the number of broadcasters who said, Mike Leach gave me time when nobody else would got me on my way, made me feel comfortable, talked to me longer than anybody. You know, there were so many, my first big story was on, mm-hmm. I was impressed by how good he was with, and, and, and took interest, actual personal interest in, in many people in our business. Yeah. And that's exceedingly rare, right? Like that, that's just, yeah. that's very rare in this industry. I, I, you know, I don't know that Jimbo Fisher knew my name when he was at Florida state. That's fine. I don't, I don't care. But that's just, that's just the way it was. <laughs> um, but, so it, it's it's exceedingly rare for for that to happen. Where for for you know, shoot, you don't get sometimes you don't even get coaches' cell phone numbers, right? They don't give that right. out. And Leach gave it to anybody, and anybody could call at any time. And like you said, so many stories I've heard in the last couple of days about you know I I hooked you know. E- emailed Mississippi State or whatever it was to, to get 10 minutes on the phone with him because I was working on a story on his former quarterback, what's-his-face. And mm-hmm. and then, you know, it's 10 minutes. We're just shooting the breeze. You know, I've, I, I took eight minutes of questions, and then he just wanted to talk to me about whatever it is. Uh, my family, elephants, pirates, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's just who he was. And, you know, <laughs> one of the things that jumped out um, at SEC Media Days – uh, he'd you know, go up to the podium, and most coaches would go on this long, rambling filibuster of an opening statement where they'd go down their right. whole depth chart. You know, we bring back three starters on the offensive line, <laughs> but we're right. really excited about this guard we have in from Dubuque yeah. and you know, whatever it is. Um, and he would say, no statement, questions. What do you want to talk about? <laughs> and I mean, his, his thought process was, uh, you know, you guys are going to ask whatever you're going to ask. No matter whether I say it here in the opening statement or not, I'm not going to waste anybody's time. What do you want to talk about? Have anybody seen anything good on Netflix lately? I need some recommendations. Like that, seriously, that is a thing that happened <laughs> this past year in Atlanta. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, the, the 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 industry, my industry, his industry, the sport is definitely yeah. worse off today than it was um, on, on Saturday, just because he had that kind of presence about him and. By and large, treated people the right way, no matter how big or how small they were. And you know, he was tough on his players. There's plenty of stories of that. Don't don't get me wrong. I'm not going to minimize that. But mm-hmm. he all, there's also a whole lot of positive stories uh, about him as a person too that uh, he'll be missed. What do you imagine? Uh, and just wrap it up on Mike on this. But what do you imagine that the Rely Quest Bowl will be in the atmosphere? Um, and for that matter, how his players will, will respond to, to something as, as tragic as this. I don't know, Rick. I, I, I don't know. Um, w- you know, when, when, when we found out that he died on Tuesday, I, I wondered for, for a little bit if they were going to play it. Um, and, and Mississippi yeah. state says they are. And, you know, I, I could not imagine Mike Leap saying, yeah, don't, don't play a football game so you can be sad <laughs> about me dying. Like, yeah. no, he would, he would not. No. Yeah. Um, and it's, there's a freaking pirate ship in the end zone and you're not going <laughs> to no. play a football game for Mike Leach. Yeah. Like, come on. Yeah. Um, yeah. so I, I don't know what to expect though, because everybody processes grief differently. You're, you know, sure. especially when you're talking about 18 to 22 year olds, they, they're going to process right. it differently than you and me. Everyone 
handles this their own way. So I don't know what mm. to expect. Um, I'm sure it will be emotional for, for the team. I'm sure it will be an emotional game. Um, I yeah, don't know what the Bulls are planning too. on doing yeah. to, to honor him or if they figure that out yet. But, um, yeah, I, I, I know the game's going to go on, um, but that's about mm. all I got. And, you know, I don't know what the future of the program is at Mississippi State or if they're going to have a head coaching right. search or anything like that. They, they, they don't have an AD right now because their AD um, took the Auburn job, so that search has been paused while they they mm. mourn Mike's death. And, you know, there's going to be time for football and all that stuff later. Um and I haven't thought through all of that stuff quite yet, and, and Mississippi State hasn't either, yeah. for obvious reasons. Well, they got they got time to process it, but uh, it certainly will uh, uh, will be a, a big factor in in uh, the lead up and in, in, into that game. All right, let me talk to you about the Heisman Trophy because we uh, don't know what, uh, or I didn't know at the time, what your thoughts were in terms of who you're going to vote for. Uh, obviously, Caleb Williams wins it uh, at a USC a quarterback. USC not a stranger to Heisman's, that's for sure. Um, kind of, you know, a late run there by him, I think, uh, solidified it. And also some injuries throughout college football might have done it as well. Uh, what was your thoughts about Caleb? Yeah, I thought Caleb was the best player in the country. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, he came, he came on very strong at the end, but it's not like go back to July or September. It's not like Caleb Williams off the radar or anything like that. Um, right. So, he, yeah, he clearly, he clearly deserved it. Um, I don't factor in team success but i i I really try not to um but you look at the way usc played in the pac-12 title game after he got hurt and was clearly not himself that tells you a lot of what they did was on him and the throws he made the ways he he ran he was a fantastic player um one one thing i I do want to address here i do not care about character with the heisman it is not something that i think about there's this weird Mm -hmm. thing where the heisman trophy mission state the best player in the country who honors the character and blah, 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 blah. Um, but the ballot they, they send us, the actual ballot, says the most outstanding college football player who is eligible under NCAA rules, blah, blah, blah. says nothing about character. So I do not consider character. I do not – so when I sat down to do it, I did not think for one iota about him writing a potty word on his fingernails. That was not a thing that entered my mind. I do not care. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm not going to pretend to know – who he is as a person, just like I'm not going to pretend to know Max Duggan as a person or Brock Bowers or anybody else. I, I, I don't feel qualified to judge them as people in their character. I do feel qualified mm-hmm. to judge them as football players. And to me, Caleb Williams was the best in the country. I had Max Duggan from TCU at, at two. Um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we talked about it last week, just how the, the great gutsy performance he had at the end of the, the big 12 title game. But again, that wasn't mm-hmm. all he did. He was great all season. Sure. Um, then I had Bryce Young at three. Um, mm. You know, I, I thought about C.J. Stroud and, and uh, Brock Bowers, Jalen Carter, Michael Pinnock, some of those guys. Jordan Travis was on my list. But I, I kept going back to what we talked about at the time, but the Tennessee game uh, mm. with, with Tennessee and Alabama, where, yes, Hendon Hooker and, and the Vols won, and, and Jalen Hyatt was great. And Hyatt and Hooker are easily two of the ten best players in the country this year. No question. But the best player on that field was was Bryce Young. The best yeah. player on the field when Bama lost to LSU, in my eyes, was Bryce Young. You could not watch a game with Alabama, which didn't have the receivers that they normally do. There's no Devontae Smith, no, no, no Ruggs, no, no Waddle, and none of those guys. The offensive line wasn't great. What they did was on, um, it, it was on the back of Bryce Young. So 
I, that's why I put him three. I didn't feel super strongly uh, about it, but in, in my mind, my that 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 was one, two, three, and that was my 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 reasoning. Yeah, and I think you know, and I'll, I'll get off on the Heisman on this, but in terms of of Bryce Young, um, and you you know, the NFL draft will be approaching you know sooner than later, I guess, uh, and he'll certainly be a part of that, um, and a big part of it, I would imagine. The one thing you know. I don't think it hurts him what Jalen Hurts is doing this year, and for that matter, all the Alabama quarterbacks that have come out. Um, I don't know what he's listed at in terms of height. I mean, Hurts is listed at six foot one, two twenty three. Young is much smaller, mm-hmm. but but does that seem to be a factor? I mean, it doesn't seem to bother him when he's playing with six six offensive linemen. Um, do you think that's going to hurt him ultimately? Uh, I, I still think he's a top five pick, maybe a top three pick, obviously, but. Uh, I just think he sees the field better and is so calm under pressure. That's the thing that stands out when I put, when I watch him play. And he's obviously got the ability, I mean, the, the, the arm strength and stuff to play at the next level. Yeah, he's got the arm. He's got the mobility. Um, the way he gets out of things, right? That's the thing right. that jumps out to me. Mm-hmm. It, is, mm-hmm. he, it looks like he has eyes in the back of the head because he'll duck this guy and juke him and spin around yeah. and – go over here and then throw it 30 yards on a, on a rope to a receiver who yeah. usually with Alabama dropped it um, or pushed <laughs> off or something like that. So yeah, I, I understand the size thing and there's going to be concerns about his durability because he's not right. as, as big as, as Jalen hurts. And, and I get mm-hmm. that. Um, Duke can play. Duke can flat yeah. out play. Just ball. Um, yeah. right. And, and that's, you know, that's what it comes down to. If, if, You'll have to have a, a obviously a team that can protect him and and, and all that yeah. stuff, but he can absolutely right. play. And there's no can't misses or anything like that. But I, man, if I'm an NFL GM, I would feel pretty darn good about taking him. Yeah, it surprised me if he's not successful. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. All right, we've got some bowl games coming up, uh, one even this Saturday. It involves the Florida Gators playing number 14 Oregon State in the Las Vegas Bowl at Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas, Nevada. 2.30 p.m. game. Who's playing quarterback? Because I know who's not. Anthony Richardson is gone. Anthony Richardson is gone. Jalen Kitna is gone. So it's Jack Miller mm-hmm. who is, uh, you know, he, he was brought in by by Billy Napier pretty early in, in Napier's tenure because they needed mm-hmm. another room. They needed some experience. And and Billy said it in the spring after Emory Jones entered the transfer portal or, or announced he was entering, he was going to leave. Look, this is, there's a reason we brought this guy in because we knew there were going to be some potential changes and, and it, it shook out differently than people expected where, you know, uh, Jack heard his, hurt his thumb and then is the back was a backup was a third string and, and now he's going to be starting in the bowl so uh, it, it took a weird way to get there but i don't think you know i talked to some people in arizona where jack miller's from nobody is surprised he's in this position i mean hmm. listen to the way that people talked about him 
when he was growing up. I mean, it's unreal. Um, his his private quarterback coach was a guy, uh, Dennis Gile, who's worked with some NFL people. And he predicted when, you know, before Jack had thrown his first high school pass, this guy's going to be the top quarterback in the country. And wow. for a while he was. Um, you know, as a, as a freshman in, in high school in Arizona, he broke the class 2A uh, state passing record and touchdown and yards. Um, it, I think, you know, Passing, you know, high school statistics are hard to pin down, but Max Preps thinks he led the country, all freshmen in the country that year in passing. And then go back and look at, like, who was the, you know, ridiculously early Max Preps All-Americans in his class. Uh, the other quarterback on his, that uh, All-American team was Bryce Young. The running back was Blake Corum. So, like, that is the level of player he was as a freshman. Um, yeah, and then one other random thing, his... his uh, I think it was his sophomore year. He had three different high school coaches in his career, but one of them was a first round pick played four or five years in the NFL said, when I got there, I'd never seen a player, somebody throw a deep ball like that. Dude spent five years in the NFL and said, I've never seen it. Somebody throw a deep ball the way this 15 year old did. Jeez. That's the hype that was around him where he had a half dozen offers before his sophomore year, including one from Mike Norvell and one from Billy Napier at Arizona State. Um, so it took a little bit longer than expected, but he had injuries, went to Ohio State, uh, had been committed for a while. Then on, on signing day, uh, he finally signs with Arizona or with Ohio State. They also sign a quarterback by the name of C.J. Stroud. And then uh, things don't work out with the Buckeyes, and he goes to Florida. And again, doesn't work out the way people expected, where you know, he doesn't get the starting job over Anthony Richardson and hurts his thumb and all this. So that's kind of his backstory. Um, and I'm very fascinated to see how this is going to shake out because the talent is, there's no question the talent is there. Um, but can he put it together? It's, it's been a long time since he's played meaningful reps in a game. Um, and yeah. he's doing it with a Florida team that it's kind of a shell of itself just because of how many people they've lost to the portal and the draft and what have you. So I'm just very interested to see how he'll handle this, uh, this stage and his first college start in a bowl game against a really good team, by the way, and yeah. uh, in a situation that's not ideal for him. Yeah, Oregon State, number 14 in the country. They're no slouch, that's for sure. And then down the road a ways, uh, we still got a little bit of time, December 29th. Uh, it's the Cheez-It Bowl, number 13 Florida State against Oklahoma. This is not a ranked Oklahoma team, but a brand nonetheless. Uh, how important to finish it off uh, You know, at Florida State with the year they've had? Very very important because yeah, OU is a name that that's a great helmet game. Oklahoma's not that mm-hmm. good; they're just right. not. They 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 started okay and then they they faded. Um, I've got serious questions about Brent Venables as a head coach and just the way they mm-hmm. were built and all that stuff. And you know, we'll, we'll see what happens with them. So Florida State should absolutely win that game. Uh, no right. question, they're a better team. Um, they're better coached. They're further along in their building process. So Florida State can win. Get to ten games or get to ten wins. Excuse me. Maybe a chance at a top ten finish in the country. We'll we'll kind of have to see how things shake out. But but they'll be in that conversation. Sure. Then look at going into twenty three, right? Where mm-hmm. they've already got some guys that have announced they're coming back. Jordan Travis and Trey Benson, right. and um, some of those guys. Where you look at the just the experience that they have, the talent that they have. You know, got a um, commit the other day from uh, Jaheim Bell, who's a kind of a gadget tight end player from South Carolina, who was I think two four seven sports number four player in the portal, and just somebody that 
that's a Mike Norvell player because he can do a bunch of different things. We'll see how that how how he uses him. But all of this is shaping up to be a really big 2023. Like as we sit here today, recording this on 9:30 in the morning on December 14th, I can absolutely talk myself into Florida State winning the ACC next year. Mm. No question. Um, we'll see what happens with recruiting and Clemson and, and, and there's there's so many things between now and then but as we sit here today yeah I think Florida State will have a chance at winning the ACC next year and as part of that winning the bowl game getting more momentum getting 10 wins getting more buzz will help in recruiting and the portal and all that stuff that's just kind of the next step for this team as they build toward being back to where Florida State is supposed to be yeah they certainly will have as you mentioned a Heisman Trophy candidate in Jordan Travis and, and Mike Norvell is done a pretty damn good job of turning that that uh, franchise around i guess you would say uh in in short order all right uh matt we still have some time before the bowl games but what are you working on this week so uh, <laughs> I, I i'm excited uh have you seen the cheese it bowl hotel room thing do you know what i'm talking about i i vaguely yeah but it, but enlighten me so the cheese it bowls in orlando and there's also mm-hmm. not to be confused with the Cheese it Citrus Bowl? Is, is that what it is? Anyway, there's two yeah, bowl games like in Orlando sponsored by by the Cheese It people. Uh, and they're having especially they have they're having I think it's four hotel rooms that are Cheese It defied. Where like everything in the room, the rugs, the the pillows, the lampshades, curtains are all Cheese It things. It is the gaudiest thing that you will ever see in your life. Google it if you haven't seen it. Um, so I've talked to cheese it people about it. I look forward to <laughs> writing about the, okay. the, how this came to be. Um, then a, another fun one that I'm excited about, um, a year ago on Thursday was the early signing day in 2021. And the big story then was, uh, Travis Hunter, the longtime Florida state commit top player in the country flipped from FSU to Jackson state and Florida state fans melted down. Right, that 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 was a that was a huge thing. Part of that meltdown was a Twitter space, which is kind of like a live podcast, almost like talk radio, but on, but on Twitter. Uh, that yeah. was had the headline was "Fire Mike Morvell," and it was started by this guy Sam Moore, who's a longtime FSU fan in Jacksonville, and thousands of people listened in. Former players, national media personalities, coaches, uh, a current player at FSU got in to, to defend Mike Norvell. Uh, a sitting congressman was listening at one point thousands and thousands of people and this thing went on for four hours so i I called up sam uh the other day to to hear more about how that viral thing went down and and what he Mm. thinks about florida state now because you know he had this four hour gripe session for fsu fans a group therapy uh on twitter space uh, a year ago where everyone wanted they had to start the conversation with fire mark mike norvell or he hung up on them so I, I caught up with him to see how he feels about Norvell now. And I'm really excited to tell that story here in the next couple of days in the Tampa wow, Bay Times is, and yeah. on TampaBay.com. That'll be interesting for sure because I would think that Norvell has scoreboard. Travis Hunter, though, I'm wondering, is he got eligibility left? Will he leave Jackson State now and follow Dion to Colorado? That is the expectation for sure. Um, as we sit here today, I don't think that has happened. But, yeah, that's the expectation in the industry that he'll follow Dion and uh, he, I don't think he'll be the only one, Rick. Yeah, no, I think he's going to have plenty of company out there in the uh, transfer portal. 
He is Matt Baker. You can read his story, which is very enlightening, on Mike Leach in the Tampa Bay Times and on TampaBay.com. Thanks so much, Matt. Sure. Thanks, Rick. All right, only four games remaining for the Buccaneers, and the first one is not good. It's the Bucks hosting the Bengals, one of the hottest teams in the AFC. We'll break that down. We'll have some comments, of course, uh, from no, no less than Tom Brady, obviously uh, the head coach, Todd Bowles, and everybody to tell you how they're going to get this offense cranked up after they were uh, held to just one touchdown, and even that one a bit of a fluke in San Francisco. So we'll get you ready for Bucks bengals tomorrow. For Steve Verstick, I'm Rick Stroud of the Tempe Times. Have a great day, everybody. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.